I think food is absolutely the most effective way to heal. Yeah. Really do. And I think as you, and then on this path, you know, that's how I started my recovery. It then leads on to other things. You become more conscious. You become more mindful. You're like, oh, I love feeling so good. I'm going to try other things. So now I start, I meditate every morning. I do a prayer every morning, but it didn't start like that. Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Sharon Selby from Deliciously Allergy Free. As a mum who was desperate to help heal her child's allergies to inspiring others to do the same, Sharon is an advocate for the power that our diet really has over our health and not just our ability to survive, but to really thrive. In this episode, Sharon shares with us her journey and how she has worked with food to be her main source of medicine, a passion that has now developed into a wildly successful business and online community. You can contact and work with Sharon through the show notes with the links all there below. But for now, enjoy this episode. Sharon, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here, as you can tell. (laughs) Likewise, likewise, you are a wealth of knowledge just by, for me, just soaking up your information on socials and being really inspired to look at food in a different way is is always so important even though life-wise we're definitely you know don't have the same issues or we're not battling with the same things but it's your work is still personally so inspiring for me so I can't wait to share it with others yeah me too I hope I can help (laughs) I'm sure you will before we kick things off though I would love to know what is your favorite quote yes okay there are so many amazing quotes out there but it's Friday and I'm in a bit of a fun mood. And so it's a very simple one. I love Audrey Hepburn. And she said, um, nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. So I just love that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so true. And especially when it comes to our health, I mean, how often does it seem impossible to heal or to shift or to change things? But it's so true. I'm possible. Anything is yeah. possible. And actually a lot of the advice we're getting leaves us feeling very powerless mm. um, and that we can't do anything. And that couldn't be furthest from the truth. So as we go into our chat today, you know, had I listened to a lot of the advice I was given, I, I wouldn't be where I am now. And the journey that I've been on, it's so obvious that anything is possible, especially if you're in charge. Oh, yeah, empowerment. I love that. And that's a big big part of your message. So talk to us about your journey, you know, who you are, how you got here to this point in the work that you're currently doing. Yeah, so I've known you, Kirsten, for such a long time. And actually, you've been a real influence in my life. I love your work. Um, And this business, Deliciously Allergy Free, really came about, well, you said through perfect order. (laughs) I don't know if you remember. But It was the business I never expected to have. So when I moved to Australia 11 years ago, I developed really bad debilitating asthma and hay fever out of the blue. 
I didn't have these conditions before. And I went to my GP and they said, you know, Australia, no, Sydney is the asthma capital of the world. Um, your condition's really bad. I was fast tracked to see specialists. And that resulted in having eight rounds of steroids a day for two years. And initially- Had you had your children by then? I had one, one child by then. Okay. Yeah. And so having those- having really bad asthma and hay fever and the symptoms were horrendous, like very debilitating. And uh, that's what I did. The doctor said, that's what I, what I needed to do. So I did that. My choice was leave Sydney or you have to be on this medication forever. And so leaving was not an option and I didn't know any better. So that's what I did. And it wasn't until I got other side effects from the medication, because what we'll chat through is that the medication is there to subdue the symptoms, but the inflammation, the problem is still lurking inside and the body will express it in ways until you listen, right? So I, you know, I got, I developed chronic fatigue. I was diagnosed with severe depression and then I ended up having a miscarriage. And I think that was the moment where I just had to take stock of my life and it was spiraling out of control. And then strangely enough, I've never been into food, which is so ironic because this is my business. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I just decided one day, you know, I've just got to take out the crap in my diet because I was definitely using food as a source of comfort. Um, and I just decided I'm going to take out all the processed foods and have more fruit and vegetables. It was really quite simple as that. And I took out gluten and dairy as well and sugar. And I just decided to do a two week, two week challenge. And so you did that all at one hit? You just took everything out? All in one hit. I think it was, looking back, I had no control over my life. I was experiencing no joy. I'd hit, really, really hit rock bottom. I um, did not know what to do with myself. And I think that was the only area I could have a bit of control. And the idea entered my head and I thought, I'm just going to do it. And so I did. And after two weeks, I felt a bit better. I had more energy found it easier to get up in the mornings because I had chronic fatigue. So I was struggling with a new child as well. And then I was like, well, this is good. I'm going to keep going for it. And I didn't change. So then I used to also get a lot of migraines and headaches and they, and I stopped getting headaches the day I did that detox. I wouldn't even call it a detox. It was just a little challenge. And then um, after three months, no longer had hay fever. So half my steroids left. And then two months after that, five months later on this sort of new experiment diet thing that I was on, I didn't have asthma and I had no um, medication. So I could be in an environment that initially was considered very hostile for me because I was really allergic to the pollen and the dust, but you know, you can't change the environment. (laughs) This is, you know, that's where you live, but what needed to change was inside. And it was actually the inflammation. I had a lot of inflammation inside, but once I cleared that up, I could live in harmony with nature, which is exactly how it's meant to be. If we are reacting to dust, mold, and, you know, dogs or cats, there's something not quite right inside because we shouldn't be reacting to those things. It's very common, but it's not normal. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. (laughs) So, but then further on, you know, you have two little boys now and like their health issues, you know, really you applied the same thing. Yeah. So once I 
accidentally, and it really was accidentally heal from these conditions. You know, I was a stay at home, severely depressed mum, accidentally heal herself when all the experts and practitioners for two years, at best, all they could do was manage it with medication. I was so um, captivated by what happened. So I went and studied nutrition for a year and became a health coach. I had no intention of using that as a business, but I just really wanted to learn what happened. And then after a while, I got better and was pregnant with Cooper. And then I thought, oh, my God, I'm second time around. I'm going to do this whole motherhood thing so much better. I can't wait. It's going to, he's going to have the best diet. I'm going to breastfeed him until he's 100. And, you know, <laughs> you know, all of these things. And I just had all these great ideas. And, you know, I was, you know, different type of mom. I had a second chance. And uh, he was then born with multiple food allergies, reflux and eczema. And I, it was just another massive challenge. And really, no amount of studying can prepare you for that type of um, those conditions, especially the allergies. So when I started weaning him, he would vomit and develop full body hives on anything, whether it was apple, banana, uh, vegetables. He was on it and it, he ended up being on a list of 10 safe foods that he could eat. And because I was breastfeeding him, so was I. So it was literally just meat, a uh, few root vegetables. And you could the only fruit he could have was pear. So I learned a lot about allergies and things like that. And I then, you know, that was a very challenging situation. I felt incredibly isolated because if we went out and he'd pick something to eat, he, he could have a massive reaction. At the same time, I was also very nervous about going down the conventional medical route because I knew that all they could offer me was medication. And I was, I had already gone through two years of a lot of medication, which had gave me bad side effects. <clears throat> At that stage though, I'd had my health breakthrough. I'd had my experience. So there was a level of confidence and certainty that if that I could probably change this around. And I did, and I worked with various naturopaths, but this time I researched the people that I worked with. I didn't just go and speed down my GP. I actually researched what are their success rates? What do they specialize in? How can they help me? Um, and then amazingly, you know, just really worked on his diet, really supporting his gut health. And then by the age of 18 months, he could eat whatever he want, wanted. He could have raw egg white and be fine. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely outstanding. It was, it was such a profound time. And during that time, I needed support as well. And I couldn't get the support anywhere because none of my friends were going through this. And I really thought I was alone dealing with this. So I'd go into various Facebook groups and that's where I discovered there are hundreds of thousands of families and mums and kids going through the exact same thing. And it was so shocking. You know, you have so many different Facebook groups and these mums do not have the right answers and they're struggling so much trying to find what the best thing to do, getting advice that I didn't think was great. And what I noticed was their children in these groups, because I was hanging out in these groups for two, three years, these kids would then, without the right support, were manifesting other issues. So you had kids with colic that then got um, eczema, that then got asthma, and they had this whole atopic march, uh, allergy disease, rise in um, allergies, different types of things. And with Cooper and I, because I had the knowledge, because I had the confidence, we were getting better. And I just thought, I need to sort this out. I cannot see these poor, desperate mums working so hard and not getting the results they deserve. 
and there's just not that education out there. And and is it as simple as literally what we put in our bodies? I think for mums and babies, because, you know, you can't teach a baby how to meditate and things like that and be, (laughs) (laughs) and and bless mums, they're just too much going on. I think food is absolutely the most effective way to heal. Really do. And I think as you, and then on this path, you know, that's how I started my recovery. It then leads on to other things. You become more conscious. You become more mindful. You're like, oh, I love feeling so good. I'm going to try other things. So now I start, I meditate every morning. I do a prayer every morning, but it didn't start like that. I mean, my journey started 10 years ago. And, you know, I think even just thinking about it, like personally, for example, I have brought the, um, medical mediums book about thyroid health because my thyroid is completely shot and even reading his book was actually too overwhelming for me I almost felt like it was too extreme not because I didn't want the change not because I didn't think I could do it it just didn't it was just like too far removed from my day-to-day reality and so how can we make it like is it possible for it to be simple you know, like I can't imagine me waking up tomorrow and saying, right, no, no dairy, no sugar, no whatever. Because to me, that even sounds extreme what you did. Mm. So, you know, where would you, how do you suggest people begin, even if nothing's wrong to look at their health in terms of food, as opposed to the things that we take to help mask or shift symptoms not necessarily look at causes yeah such a great question and my view and strategy has changed over the years because what worked for me wouldn't necessarily work for someone else and the way I work is I meet my families where they're at and what the mum can take on for me I think my situation was pretty dire yeah and so I think when you're 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 in a a really tough situation you, you can actually achieve far more in some ways. If the symptoms are subtle, then it's hard to have the willpower. But, I th- and I don't blame you. If, if I read the medical medium years ago, I'd be like, whoa, this is too much. And it is, it's too much. He's saying, take out dairy, take out gluten, take out eggs, take out pork, take out all the food additives. You know, we live in a, uh, a, a very high stress, time poor environment, but we are paying the price Mm. for convenience with our health we really are and you know if you're getting subtle signs that things aren't quite right listen now otherwise the universe has a way of throwing a sledgehammer on your face to say wake up <laughs> so we don't want to wait for though that you don't want to wait do what i did and wait for things to really manifest to a point where you know it's hard to reverse back even though that is possible So what I would say is what I love doing with my mums is let's work with the lowest hanging fruits. What's going to make it easy to transition and don't try to do everything at once. So one of my strategies was I need to eat more fruit and vegetables. So I need to have before I go to bed, I need to have that my five servings of fruit and vegetables. So um, it was even like as I was going to bed, oh, my God, I didn't only had four. I'm going to have a quickly have a quick carrot or something. It was just something that I did for me. And by committing to that, I developed a lot more trust in myself as well. But what I would and I work with a lot of mums where um, 
I can just by looking at the child, I can tell what kind of intolerances or allergies they're dealing with. And this is the thing. Nine out of 10 people have a food intolerance and nine out of 10 people don't realize that the conditions they work, they have are related to the food they're eating every day. So with you dealing with thyroid, I can already tell what foods are not serving you at all. Tell me. Do not tell me it's the chocolate or I'm going to be really. No, funny enough, I'm not too worried about the chocolate. (laughs) Have the chocolate. Uh, For you, thyroid, adrenals, fatigue, brain fog. Gluten's not your friend. It really isn't. You know this. And actual fact, most people know what's the issue. They're too frightened to take the action because they're worried it's going to be too overwhelming. It's going to be too difficult. They're going to fail anyway. Um, And a lot of mums, you know, when I see their kids I'll say you know I think it's a dairy thing because they're constantly like blocked up in the nose and sinusy and the asthma and they're all congested and I was like you know if you can take out dairy just for a couple of weeks and the look of horror you can mm-hmm. tell and I I get that they'd rather deal with the symptoms than actually try on top of everything they're going through uh make some changes so what I say is you don't have to do this in one day but you can start making some changes For example, instead of having wheat pasta, have gluten-free pasta. Mm. In the mornings, instead of having, I'm just making assumptions, Weetabix, maybe we can have some granola with oats. So wheat-free granola. We can, you're actually just upgrading. You're not taking anything out. You're just swapping it out. Yeah, that's a nice way to look at it. Because like I have gone gluten-free in the past and Mm. I know it feels really good. Yeah. Yet as soon as those symptoms start to come... I do feel like those mums just with myself, like it's a lot. Like I'm literally just, I literally was thinking this yesterday. I had a long drive, I had to go and give a speech and I had a long drive to get there. And I was just thinking, I'm so tired of being tired. I'm so tired of being overwhelmed. And in my energetic mind, I'm like, I'm really ungrounded and no amount of sitting or meditating can help ground me when I'm like that. And then, and I love what you just said, a bit because it it hit really hard for me when you said that people don't want to even try because they know they're going to fail. Because if I said to myself, right, I know gluten's bad for me. I know I'm going to fail. Mm. So it's interesting. So I have, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot of personal stuff lately, as you know, and I'm very conscious of what my mind is saying and how limiting it is, how naturally the ego just wants to say, no, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't even try because I find the ego wants you to survive, but it's not there to help you thrive. And you want to thrive. And I have to say, having had f- chronic fatigue, having the energy that I have now, gluten is such a small price to pay, such a small price to pay for feeling so utterly amazing. And not only that, I found my joy as well. It's the side effects of going gluten-free in your case, everyone's different, but If someone told me I wouldn't have, when I decided to take out these foods, if someone said I wouldn't be touching gluten for two years, I'd be, I mean, I have it now. I would, I would say no way. Can't, don't believe it at all. You'd be amazed what you can achieve when you're motivated and you stick to it, but you start small. Um, And so I would say, don't go cold Turkey, but it's a lifestyle. So Mm. what a lot of people do is like, I'll be really good for two weeks or I won't drink alcohol for a month. And then they go and, you know, abuse their bodies afterwards. This is making small little adjustments so it's not overwhelming. So with, with you, Kirsten, I'd say, like, what, what can we do with your breakfast? Can we take out gluten? Can we add maybe some granola? Later, I might say, 
maybe we can do a fruit smoothie or a fruit and veggie smoothie because that's going to give you energy. So if I have toast in the morning with avocado, which is, you know, even on sourdough, I'm going to feel sluggish after that. My choices for lunch are going to be different. <clears throat> so every day without fail, I have my fruit and veggie smoothie because I feel amazing for it. I really do. Uh, but it, you, it takes time to get there. So you've got to be slow and gentle. It's not a race. It's a lifestyle. It's you don't have to prove anything to anyone, but really start taking into consideration, is this food going to nourish you and make you feel better or is it going to harm you? Um, and and now I have gluten. I have gluten when I go out. But when you start healing your body, you can have these foods and then you don't even react to it. Occasionally, but, I'm assuming. Occasionally. So I'm probably, I think that whole 80-20 is a brilliant yeah. Uh, strategy when when I work with some families some of the kids are so uh sensitive they've got a number of health issues going on I actually say look if you we need to go totally eliminate it because I want you to feel I want you to see that breakthrough in your health because there will be and then you've got to plan for that so I've got all the recipes I've got the meal plans I've got the guidelines I've got the how to take shortcuts I've got the the buying guides on the swaps you can make. So you've got to plan for this stuff. So whatever route you decide, if it's a gradual and slow process or a whole cold turkey thing, plan for it. And what mums, I've had mums reverse eczema and asthma in one week and have a photo and say he's just off his asthma medication first time in three years, just in one week. And I'm like, and then I remember this, I'm thinking of a particular post in one of the Facebook groups that I run and one mom said, oh my God, that's amazing. Was it really hard? And she was like, actually, no, it was su surprisingly easy. So if you, it's all our mindset. As soon as we say something's going to be hard, we're not going to try. I, 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 what I keep hearing is, you know, from that intuitive or energetics perspective that I come from, is it's all about the relationship we have with ourselves and the awareness we have of ourselves. Oh, goosebumps. You just give me the chills. Absolutely. And it's the got nothing to do with the, well, it has everything to do with food, but it's got everything to do with our awareness and, and our view of food. I can't, now I, I think it was a, I think it was the a Rockefeller, like probably one of the first dudes that made all the money. But I recently came across something that he wrote and it was really disgusting. It was all about how we're going to, basically control the people we're going to make them sick through the water through their food and then we're going to give them the medications that will keep them sick because we need to breed this this society of workers basically and isn't that true because how ridiculous that we are essentially animals and we have lost our ability to instinctively know for us and our bodies what is poison? So I know you're right. Gluten is pretty, pretty poisonous, if not damaging to me. Mm. Yet I've lost my confidence, my ability to trust myself and my ability to put my survival and thriving above anything mm. when it comes to looking after myself. So although we're sitting here talking about food and, and, when it comes to us or our children, it really comes down to the people that we are and that we've allowed ourselves to be conditioned to be. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. How do we push beyond that besides, you know, in your experience, and this is a big question, so it's a bit of an unfair question to ask, but aside from the the knowledge, I mean, knowledge is really important, obviously, and that decision-making process of, no, I'm just going to do this. And you've kind of touched on it with how it felt, but how do you see that as a way to get more in touch with ourselves so we're able to be advocates for ourselves as animals, really? Yeah. I think there's there's got to be a desire and motivation. You mm. know, for me, I was a mum. I was not enjoying motherhood. I was so ill. Something had to change. And so, as I say, the more severe the situation, the more likely you're going to be motivated. Um, for someone who's just dealing with mild symptoms, know that those will... If you don't make any change, Kirsten, this is the best you're ever going to feel. It's only going to go downhill otherwise. Yeah. yeah. So why wait for it to go downhill? I mean, you're an incredible soul. You, you've, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's just also, actually, if you aren't even motivated, how do we just make it more delicious for you and more manageable? You know, let's get practical. So, you know, you can have, you, I think it's always worth having that discussion, you know, why am I going to eat this food at 10 o'clock at night, munching away, watching Married at First Sight? Well, you know, hands up. <laughs> My hand is officially down, guys. That's all Sharon. <laughs> no one's perfect here. It's all about progress, not perfection, by the way. I know. I'm watching Bravo. Don't worry. I'm all into the real housewives. So, oh, it's so I've got funny. my thing. So, I, I would just, people, when, with the families that I work with, they don't realize how utterly delicious mm. healthy real food can be and how quick and easy and simple it is. But the fact is we've lost the art of actually cooking for ourselves. We've lost the total connection of how food is life to us. When we eat the processed foods, it's dead food. I call them robbers. They actually require nutrients from the body to digest and give you nothing back. So you're depleting yourself all the time and then you're asking yourself to I've got to work I've got to run around and do this I've got to give this I've got to do a speech I've got to do a podcast I've got to you're just running on empty oh completely and <laughs> completely. That, and yeah and that accelerates it's like a snowball you can get away with it today you can get away with it maybe next year you're not going to get away with it forever though you're paying a very high price for not paying attention to self-nourish and love yourself for sure. you can, Kirsten, you love so many people, but, you know, you're doing enough to show that to yourself. Yeah, and I think that, that um, you know, society-wise, women-wise, like we do, you know, it can be a real struggle and to do that. So for you personally, working with so many people, um, coaching so many people and the programs that you offer, what have you noticed are the biggest takeaways from the journey to being more connected to our own bodies and the food that we put in it? Yeah, I love that question. So my biggest takeaways from this journey and from this experience that I would love everyone to hear, and I remind this to my mums, is it's what we do at home that has the biggest influence over our health. So we can go to the doctors and I advise you to go to whether it's a GP and naturopath, you can go to them, but you're actually only sitting in their office for 10 minutes mm -hmm. or an hour at best. They have That has no influence over your health. It's what you do at home. It's what you cook. It's how you eat. 
Uh, it's all at home. Healing happens at home. It starts in the kitchen. And then the next thing, it, one I want to share with you is that we have far more power than we think to transform our own health. And you can see results within days. Mm. It's not hard. It really isn't. You've just got to want it. You've just got to be open-minded to try it, try it. And if you fail, who cares? That's great. You're still once you're still steps forward than before than not trying. And if you do, and if you succumb and you have something, just acknowledge it. Be aware. Oh, I did that. I wonder why. Wonder, well, so what? You know, the great thing about food is the next, the next decision you eat can be a really good one. You don't have to wait until Monday. You don't have to wait until after the weekend. Just your next mouthful can have a huge impact. Oh, absolutely. And I and I love these conversations because it's reminding me so bluntly that our health is not the responsibility of our doctors or our supermarkets no. or our restaurants. Our The health is our responsibility. Our health is our responsibility and no one is coming to fix it or give us a magic pill, although pharmaceutical companies will tell you that they can, <laughs> but no one is coming. Yes. And the journey is so powerful. Mm. I am so grateful I was really sick. It was awful at the time. I'm so grateful Cooper had all of his allergies because what I've learned is utterly life-changing that's going to serve me and our family and also the thousands of people that I work with and will work with. Thank goodness I had it. The journey is amazing. The self-discovery, the self-love that you will have when you can start trusting yourself. If you just make a commitment and make it small, I'm just going to change up breakfast. I'm going to have a smoothie every morning. I'm going to have a granola. I make my own granola. It's a maple and cinnamon granola. It takes five minutes. I'm going to have that every day for the week for five days. Do that, achieve it. Great. What else can I bring on? Okay. I'm going to add a couple more fruit and veg to my diet. Don't even worry about taking out things. I think as soon as we say, oh, I can't have dairy and gluten, all, all we feel is restriction and, you know, it's too overwhelming. So find something that you think you can add in. Uh, backed by science to achieve optimum health and well-being and immunity. And a lot of us, our immune systems are really out of whack. You need to be eating 30 different types of fruit and vegetables and plant-based foods a week. I know. I know. That's a lot. Do you know what? Well, do I know it 30 different vegetables? <laughs> I don't think I do. You need to join my membership. You'll I need do. I really do. I think Woolworths Double Bay needs to join your membership. Are there 30 different types of vegetables even in that store? Easily. Easily. <laughs> you get amazed. Okay, so my kids, that, that's hilarious. They think they don't like vegetables, but they eat them all the time yeah. <laughs> because I hide it in my food. So my I make, um you know, a big batch of spaghetti bolognese. I'll put onions, carrots, celery, I'll put lentils in there because it's cheaper as well, but you're getting a whole different nutrient profile. I'll throw in things like kale, asparagus, broccoli. I blitz it all up. I, instead of, I'm, I love this. Instead of buying tin tomatoes, um, <clears throat> those tomatoes have been nuked to death. There's no vitamins in that. But I would just blend up five or six tomatoes. It takes an extra two seconds. I'm already using my food processor to cut up, cut up, cut up all the other vegetables. So I just throw it in there and then I get little uh, sneaky add-ons. So there's um, there's seaweed called dulse flakes that you can get in your health food store. That's 20 times more nutrient dense 
the land vegetables. So you sprinkle a little bit of this dulse flakes on top of your meal every night, you're adding 20 more nutrients, more, you're adding 20 times more nutrients than you would if you just added kale into that meal. Yeah, wow. I, what really amazes me actually from the mums who do my courses and my membership and classes is the level of joy that comes with preparing meals and feeding their family and themselves, but especially their kids. So if, if you're a mum listening, we rip ourselves off when we go and get the squeezy pouch because intuitively and instinctively as mums, we want to nourish our children. Mm. And we and we get a lot of serotonin when we do that. And when we can feed them something really healthy, it is so fulfilling. It really is. You know, we look for our joy and our happiness externally, but it's inside of us all the time. And we rip ourselves off when we go to the supermarket and grab the squeezy pouch and give it to our child. We really do. I'm always amazed about the joy of real food and nourishing our family because it, it that's that's our number one thing to do to survive. It's going to make us happy if we do it well. We go back to nature and do it naturally. Like the dulcet flakes, you've sprinkled all the way through this chat what it, <laughs> what it is that you've actually gained from this journey that has nothing to do with food, health, or nutrition. It's got everything to do with you as a woman who, like you touched on before, is currently in a really challenging period of her life. Mm-hmm. But as, you know, your friend, I've observed your spark, your colour, your light, your enthusiasm and your lightness has not wavered, even when it absolutely could have. What what have you got from all of this, just from your nutrition and looking after yourself in that way that you didn't expect that has changed the person who you are? I have. It's quite a hard thing for me to, the first thing that came to my head, it's hard to say, um, but it makes me emotional. Um, massive self-love. Yeah. Which I've never had, which I never had. Yeah. Huge self-love. And you can't take that away. Oh, are you cheering up? Yeah. 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 Because it's true. Like this is why the Europeans say food is love. It is. I love, I love feeding my kids. I don't know any other way. And it took me years to get to that stage. But that leads on to other areas when you can start trusting yourself. And when you can start achieving results for yourself, you start to realize how utterly powerful and invincible you are. And what a loss to not realize that in your lifetime. Yeah. And when you think, you know, pre this, you, you, living in the Middle East and you'd met this amazing Mm. man and you got married and you were, you know, now in Sydney with this newborn baby and then boom, you're, you know, you have, he, you know, spirit, universe, whatever we want to call it, gifts you this opportunity to become so robustly yourself. Did it take you 10 years? Sure. But like you are so robustly yourself. Mm. Unapologetically so. And it's very hard for women to to even say to love myself, it's uncomfortable even for me to say that because I can, I know it can be misunderstood. But when you love yourself, the amount of love you can then put out in the universe is huge. <clears throat> wow. What, what would you really, 
you know, just to kind of conceptualize it all or wrap it up or give it to us in a little convenient pill form um, that we're used to. What would you love people to really know and understand about the power of food and nutrition? That it will change your life. Mm. Just And just start. Start small and you have no idea where that journey is going to take you. Someone told me that morning when I was in my dressing gown, dreading my day as I did every single day, if someone told me that morning, when you, you're going to make a decision today that's going to totally change your life, it's going to change your kid's life, and it's going to impact thousands of people, it's unreal. You don't know where the journey is going to go. So just be curious, observe, try, experiment. Life's an adventure. And food is a huge part of that. Love that. And I love that that approach feels so much safer to me than reading medical mediums book all about how I need to drink celery juice. I can't handle it. Like, but that is like, yeah, just be curious. You already know, you already have all the answers. And by, you know, listening to your intuition and stripping away all this toxicity, these answers are only going to be stronger. Your intuition is only going to be stronger. Yes. And you can mess up and you can let yourself down, but don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Really. The odds are actually against you. Life has made it very difficult for you to make good choices, you Mm. know. So don't be hard on yourself at all. But if you can commit to one small thing every week, a new little thing, because we're not, I'm not about fad diets. Mm. Um, It's a lifestyle Um, and you will, it has such a profound impact what you do. It's life-changing, totally life-changing. You were, you did ask me, I wanted to, um, you were going to ask me a question about, you know, who do I find really inspiring? Yeah, yeah. Who inspires you? Um, yeah, I thought about this and I really wanted to say this great doctor or practitioner. And I have to say, who inspires me are the mums that I work with. Mm-hmm. These mums come with massive challenges with their kids and they show up and they are the most inspiring people I've ever met in my life because it's their their kids have health issues, but so do they, but they still step up and they have incredible breakthroughs. And the only thing that's different from them to other mums, perhaps, is they just tried. Wow. Just start. There's no right way or wrong way. It's whatever suits you. And as you said, you've got the answer. So let's make it as easy as a transition as you can. And having a bit more fruit and veg maybe a bit less um, processed food, just start starting somewhere and check out my website and you have tons of recipes on there. Oh yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I, sh- I follow your Instagram page and I'm always like, oh yeah, like that's yeah. right. It's so easy to make bone broth. I just need to go and make that bone broth and stuff like that. Like it is so easy and how much I do enjoy. And for those people that think, say, oh, I don't enjoy cooking. I think it's because you don't, you don't feel good from the food that you're cooking. <laughs> maybe like, honestly, but also I think we think it's so much harder than it is. So, yeah. you know, you mentioned bone broth. It might not be the first thing I ask you to do because it's just an extra step. Then you realize it's quick and easy. But it's a couple of tips when it comes to cooking. Whenever you cook, make a big batch. Yeah. Make a big batch, portion some in the freezer. Uh, never cook just one meal at a time. Uh, that's a lot of effort. You know, if you're going to make things dirty, if you're going to get the do the shopping, make big batches. You know, on the weekends, 
you know, if you can spend an hour or two in the kitchen, you're set up for the week. Get some recipes, start collecting some recipes you like, and then just make a commitment. You know, maybe it's Sunday, 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to have an hour, listen to a podcast, get the, you know, get rid of the family or just try and be on your own and just try and make it a really nurturing experience. Yeah, see, so simple, right? But it's just a decision. I love that. So where can people find you? Where can we follow you? Where can we learn from you and be inspired by you? Oh, please come. I love to meet you all. Um, My website is deliciouslyallergyfree.com. All my recipes are gluten and dairy-free because I genuinely believe most people do better without those foods. You can also find me on Instagram at deliciouslyallergyfree. But they would be the best places. Yeah. Sometimes we see you pop up on the Today Show as well with your... (laughs) with That's your so features there so you know you you might be you might be listening to her voice but you may well have seen her face um on channel nine so thank you so much for your wisdom and your inspiration and for sharing that with us and all of those links you can find Sharon in the show notes and click onto those I I highly recommend it even if it's just out of curiosity but thank you so much for your time and for heeding the call that came to you that day and and following the journey because you are helping thousands of people. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Kirsten. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.